Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza, this is the third hour of today. Hey, and a good Thursday morning. Welcome <laughs> to the third hour of today. <laughs> you sounded like Robert Preston and the Music Man. Hey, welcome back. We're hey. River City. And you know what it is? It's because when we change sets and everything, we're coming off of a, com of a commercial break where we're yapping away. Yeah. So when we say good morning to you, we're, we're kind of in the middle of our... It's good to have you back, my you friend. Know? It's we good to you. be back. Thank you. Welcome back. I miss you guys. Yeah. I, miss, I missed your light, your energy. Yeah, I know. I really did. Man, you must have been in a dark place. <laughs> I was, actually. We'll get there. He missed uh, our light. It is October 28th. There's your public service announcement. Uh, Friday Eve. Uh, Some of you call it Thursday. we got a huge show lined up for you, too, hmm. on this Thursday. It's going to be pretty cool. We're going to go live to the Swiss Alps because... You the hell Whoa! Hey. Sean! That's no green screen, folks. That's the Swiss Alps, and that is yeah. Olympic great Sean White. He's training there as he tries to make his fifth Olympic team. He's the elder statesman in snowboarding right now. We're going to find out how it feels to compete Isn't against that beautiful? some athletes. That's not one of those Zoom backgrounds. No. That's the real deal. If it wasn't there. cold, I would love it. I love that. <laughs> okay. That's probably why Sean doesn't age either. He looks exactly <laughs> the same as he did 15 years ago. That's great. And then later, if you're going to plan to catch a flight this holiday season, you do not want to miss our Consumer Confidential. The points guy is here with some great tips for those who haven't booked yet or maybe worried about changing plans. Well, you're going to want to hear what he's got to say. Then our friend Chassis Post has a sneak peek of Sean all day. Some tried and true products like the blazer apparently goes with everything. Everybody wants it. It's the hot thing. We're going to show you how to get it. Actually, you can just get it right here on the show. I'm sure yeah. there will be a QR code. There will be. Uh, of course. Yeah. So we'll get to all that coming up in just a bit. But really quickly, uh, you were in South Carolina yes. for, for a big story. You're back now. A lot of people didn't know what you were doing. Yes. So it's a little clip. Here. Well, we've been following this, the case of Alec Murdoch for a few months now here at NBC. Of course, Murdoch is the prominent South Carolina attorney whose wife and son were brutally murdered. Uh, he was then accused of stealing millions from his law firm and trying to arrange his own murder for insurance money. Well, the intrigue surrounding the Murdoch family, it actually goes back several years and includes the death of their family housekeeper, Gloria Satterfield. She died in a fall at the family's home. Mm. Um, and Alec Murdoch also stands accused of misappropriating insurance money meant for her family, millions of dollars. So now, in a Dateline exclusive, her family is speaking out for the very first time. I had the chance to sit down with them, and uh, you'll definitely want to hear mm. what they have to say. You can watch this Friday night. It's an all-new two-hour Dateline. It starts at 9 Eastern. But they, they wanted to speak out because they didn't want their mother simply known as, and their sister simply known as, the Murdoch housekeeper. Mm. They wanted people to know who she was, and she was a lot more than that. You're from that area. Is, is it a small enough town to where everybody knows everybody? So if that is the case, it seems like everybody would know something about something else. Oh, oh is everyone that true? knows everyone. I mean, it's, See, yeah, it I is. It's a town of about 20,000, mm -hmm. and a lot of the lawyers have worked with each other over the course of years. All of the families are, are connected. Um, and, you know, Alec Murdoch and the guy that allegedly he paid to, to kill him for 
the insurance money. They're distant cousins. I mean, oh, oh yeah. But the, but this is like almost like a statewide story. I mean, besides it being national, yeah. but everybody knows this family. Yeah. Everyone has a connection right. to this story right. in there. So we'll have more tomorrow on Dateline, including some other exclusive conversations. All right. Well, we also have some big new developments and another story that we've been following very closely. The fatal shooting on the set of Alec Baldwin's movie, Rust. Investigators in New Mexico are now revealing the shot fired by Baldwin was actually a live round, not a blank. Earlier on today, Savannah asked Santa Fe County Sheriff Adam Manzoza whether he, anyone has been cleared of criminal wrongdoing. Nobody's been cleared uh, as of yet. Again, there's three people that handled the firearm prior to uh, the death of Ms. Hutchins. Uh, so uh, those people are, will be interviewed, are the focus of the investigation. And so uh, and nobody's been cleared as of yet. Let's bring in NBC's Miguel Almaguer back uh, on this story for us this morning. So, Miguel, as we mentioned, it was a single live round that killed cinematographer Helena Hutchins and injured director Joel Souza. How unusual is it to find live ammunition on a film set? Well, Chanel, it's highly unusual. In fact, it's prohibited. That according to union rules and movie place rules just across everywhere across the country, live rounds of ammunition are never to be allowed on a movie set simply for this reason, the possibility they could be mixed up with a blank or a, bull or a dummy bullet. So officials say this is, first of all, should have never taken place. So, of course, the big question is not just only how did that live round get onto the set, but who brought it onto the set, and more importantly, why was it there, Chanel? Mm. Hey, Miguel, the Assistant Director David Hall, he admitted to investigators that he didn't check all the chambers of the gun before giving it to Alec Baldwin on set. So does that does that open him up to any criminal liability? Well, Craig, it certainly seems it, as, it, as it does. Now, the question is whether it opens them up to criminal liability or more negligence, and that'll be determined by the district attorney. But the sheriff told us just a short time ago that clearly mistakes were made, safety checks that should have been done, both by Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, who's the armor, and Dave Halls, who's the assistant director, who actually handed Alec Baldwin the gun and told him it was safe to use. Those, those safety checks were clearly missed. Reed did, as you mentioned in that search warrant, say that he failed to clearly check the chamber of that weapon, something that is basic protocol on a set like this. So he certainly could face the possibility of criminal uh, charges, Craig. And, and, and Miguel, speaking of those charges, how long will it take before we find out whether there are going to be those criminal charges filed and, and what happens next in this investigation? Well, the sheriff just told us it could be weeks, but it could actually instead be months because wow. there are so many people to interview. There's about 16 people who are inside the church where this happened, so 16 witnesses apparently. But there was about 100 people on the movie set, and they are really trying to go far back in the timeline here to determine not just what happened in the minutes leading up to the shooting, but also the days prior. Why was this gun? Why were these weapons on the set? Why were these ammunition on the set? So th that stuff could take several weeks, we're told, Al. A lot of uh, questions there. Yeah. All right, Miguel Almaguer, thank you. All right, well, let's turn to some encouraging news in the battle against COVID. Nationwide, numbers in cases dropping dramatically since peaking on September 1st. There's been a 57% drop. Uh. Experts are hoping that as children become eligible to get vaccinated, we'll continue to see those numbers fall. But here in New York City, new concern uh, that we've seen play out in other parts of the country, va a vaccine mandate is set to take effect next week, mm. sparking fears of a shortage of first responders because the number of unvaccinated police 
police officers and firefighters. Head of the firefighters unit said it will cause some firehouses to close, uh, impacting actual response time. So we're going to have to see what Yeah, happens. it's not something you walk up to somebody and talk about. But the other day I was at my son's soccer game and you were, as parents, you weren't allowed to sit on the sidelines unless you're vaccinated. Mm. There were a lot of parents watching outside of the gate. Wow. And put it in perspective for me, wow. how many people still, for whatever reasons, yeah. uh, aren't vaccinated. Well, COVID is also apparently impacting our vocabulary, according to Merriam-Webster. The, they released their list of new words. You know, every uh, once in a while they add words mm, to the dictionary. Yeah. So here we go. One of them we've all used recently, super spreader. Yeah. That is now in the dictionary. Oh, Other words okay. being added, air fryer. Oh. Something a lot of people purchased during the hmm. pandemic. But I thought air fryers had been around for They have. But, but it, I guess they, they're not officially in the dictionary. Right. It takes, you have to earn your spot oh, okay. in the dictionary. Another thing a lot of people picked up during the pandemic, dad bod. Oh. <laughs> Will Smith made that popular. And then there's also faux hawk. That's like a mohawk without the shaved sides in the back. Like a mullet? I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm not cool enough to have a mullet. I think a mullet. And then look about this one. This is slang. Am I right? Amorite. Yeah, amorite. Uh, oh, I thought that was like a mineral or something. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, it's amorite. Am- We're just not cool amorite? enough. Amorite? Pete Breen. Amorite? Our producer uses that a lot. Does he? Oh, yeah. He says amorite a lot. And he has a faux hawk. Which is <laughs> not true. Oh, I'm sorry. So right. I, I don't know. Uh, I, I, we'll find out if Craig maybe uh, debuts a, a faux a faux hawk. Oh, that's actually a good Halloween. tease. Yeah. That's a good tease for that's Halloween. Right. Wait, I don't know who you who you're gonna be. I, you know what? I'm gonna be honest with you. Faux hawk is in, the, in yeah. the realm of possibility. It is in the realm of possibility. Once we settle on the definition. So uh, <laughs> c- c- coming up Sunday, Halloween yeah. itself. Big plans with the family? Oh yeah, the trick or treating because it's Sunday. So, oh. we can, so we've got we've got a party mm-hmm. in, in the morning, and then right. we're going to do full on trick or treating. Oh wow! There's talk of like some Saturday Halloween festivals. Whoa, a little pre Halloween. Yeah, because you know last year we couldn't people this couldn't year. do anything. That's so why I think this year. See, last year we had scores of kids really? coming to our door. You know why that's the case in why? his house? Well, because he hands out big full bars. Candy you bars. go to the Roker house, you get a full candy bar. People come from the other side of the island just to knock on his door to get. How many bars do you think you give out? Given you. Well, last year we did over 900 candy bars. That is ridiculous. That's next level. That is well, like having a little theme park in your front yard. So you're going to do it again this year? Uh, I, yeah, we are. Although uh, Mrs. Roker did not allow me to put up uh, the eight-foot Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. Why? Uh, I don't know. Why is she killing five? <laughs> How about you? What are you? We're going trick-or-treating. All right. It's going to be, go. be a thing. Don't forget, tomorrow is our big Halloween extravaganza on the plaza. Tune in for the big reveal. It is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and you can also go to today.com, register to come to the plaza and take part. Yeah. You have to be in costume, though. That's right. You got to be in costume. That's right. Okay. Now, when we come back, we got some great points to prepare you for the holiday travel season. The point guy, who is huge. Uh, (laughs) Man, he's got to get extra headroom when he travels. Brian (laughs) Kelly is here to talk booking, changing flights, and saving money. Then later, the king of the half pipe, snowboarding legend, Sean White, live from the Swiss Alps. We're going to find out how he's feeling 100 days from out from the Winter Olympics as the third hour of today continues. <laughs> Finding the music you love shouldn't be hard. That's why Pandora makes it easy to explore all your favorites and discover new artists and genres you'll love. Enjoy a personalized listening experience simply by selecting any song or album, and we'll make a station crafted just for you. Best of all, you can listen for free. Download Pandora on the Apple App Store or Google Play and start hearing the soundtrack to your life. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash today just go to indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast indeed.com slash today conditions apply need to hire you need indeed this morning a consumer confidential to prepare you for the busy holiday travel season air travel taking off so to speak up to Nearly 900,000 travelers from this time last year, but there's still a lot of uncertainty around flying. So we decided to get us an expert on booking, canceling fees, and so much more. Points guy, Brian Kelly is with us. Brian, Hi. For having you. me. You know, you know yourself when we call you a points guy. That's right. It's been a long time since you've been in studio, so it's good to have good you. Good to be back. Uh, okay, so a lot of folks are trying to book last minute, yep. making those plans. What can we do to... to Try to get a little break on that flexibility. Yeah, so I mean, the number one thing, so many people have miles, credit card points, mm -hmm. frequent flyer miles, use them. You know, over the pandemic, they've just been increasing. Sure. Uh, so use your points and miles because most airlines now will let you get all of them back for free. Oh. Now that's in contrast to when you buy a ticket and you want to change it, they'll mm -hmm. give you a voucher, which mm -hmm. is kind of hard to use. Right. So if you've got those frequent flyer miles, absolutely use them, uh, especially for those really expensive flights like to Wichita. Yeah. You know, you'll be shocked at how expensive domestic airfare is rising mm -hmm. these days. How, how do you use the, the, try to figure out when do I use points as opposed to paying cash? Mm. Yeah, you know, it's pretty simple math. In general, you want to be getting more than one cent per mile in points. So if the airline's charging you 100,000 miles for that trip, if it's over $1,000 to pay for it, I say just use the miles. See, I never knew that. Yeah. One cent either. per mile. That's actually. But the thing is, if you're a miles hoarder, like so many people, because they haven't been traveling, sure. my point is just use, just the, use miles the miles because you get that added flexibility. Yeah. If for any reason you want to change, you get them all back versus having your money tied up in these vouchers. Yeah. Yeah. Thanksgiving and then Christmas fast approaching. We're actually yep. traveling for, for Thanksgiving. When's the best time to book a ticket for, for those holidays? Right now. Oh. You know, you really, Thanksgiving, oh. you want to have booked by this weekend. We're seeing trends that starting November 1st, they, you know, you may pay up to 40% more. Oh, my wow. God. So you can always book. And even if the airfare goes down, you mm -hmm. should always check. And if it actually drops, a lot of airlines like Southwest will actually give you a credit for the difference. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah, that's something that a lot of people don't realize. And and same thing with hotels. If you've got a refundable hotel rate, keep checking the rates. And if you find something right before you go, yeah. rebook at the lower rate. But I you have know. to call them. You have to call. You can do a lot of it online, oh. actually. Yeah. Okay, so with COVID and things, you know, plans change, especially nowadays. Mm -hmm. Is there anything we can do to try to avoid some of those change fees? Absolutely. So the airlines were very nice and said free change fees during mm -hmm. the pandemic. But this spring, they started to put in new rules like, oh, except on mm -hmm. the cheapest tickets, which yeah. is what most people buy. Yeah. Um, so what I recommend, if you're going to change a flight that has huge change fees, wait. Because if the airline changes the times on the flights, which they're doing all the time, yeah. or if they cancel it, you are owed a full cash refund. Oh. So I say wait it out. Play the waiting game with the airline. You never know if there's going to be a storm that week uh, where they actually give you, you waivers. Before you cancel it too early out. Exactly. Especially if you're going to be hit with huge change fees. Yeah, so, that's good. So wait it out. Um, 
Let's go. And, and, you know, well, we just saw with uh, Southwest, they had those massive cancellations last week. Uh, what happens and what recourse do you have yeah. if, as you said, the airline either cancels, they change the time, yeah. and it maybe throws off your, your connections? What can you do? I hate to be the bearer of bad news, oh, but great. in the U.S., we don't have many legal rights. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're in Europe, there are strict rules saying how much money you get if the airline is delayed. So you got to protect yourself. Highly recommend book your travel on a credit card that has trip interruption or cancellation coverage. Mm. It's much easier to get money from a credit card company mm. than it is from an airline these mm. days. And lots of popular credit cards have it. And most people don't even know. I didn't know. Yeah. So today, check your credit card, see which ones have that coverage. Um, but also book the earliest flight of the day. You know, what happened with Southwest was as, as you know, delays start, domino. it's a domino effect. Yeah. Sure. You know, even if you're not a morning person, get out on that first flight of the day so that you hopefully don't have delays. But, wow. you know, once again, when your flight's canceled or delayed, don't wait in that 300-person line in the airport. I know yeah. that's what so many of us are programmed to do. Right. Get, get on your phone. Mm -hmm. Most airlines now have really savvy rebooking tools. Because if you're waiting in that line with everyone in front of you, chances are those last seats to get home oh, sure, are being right. snapped up by each and every person. So get You're online, good. not in line. Like, exactly. Don't tell everybody else. That. You like that? Yeah. You can use that. <laughs> that's, that's, good. Good. that's why, that's yeah. why he's the point scout. Yeah. That's, that's, point that's really scout. helpful. Brian, thanks so much. And, and you can hear more of Brian's great advice. He's going to be chatting with our own Jill Martin on Instagram Live at 1030. So head to our Today Instagram page for that. You can also download, download the Points Guy app. He's got an app mm. to learn about points. Miles and loyalty. Show happy hour. You're going to do the happy hour at 10:30 a.m. Oh, okay. Points guy. Happy hour. All right, points guy. There you go. When we come back, someone who is racking up travel miles. There he is, Olympic great Sean White, joining us live from the Swiss Alps to talk about trying for his fifth Olympic Games, and then later, three young chefs on quite the mission in the kitchen. The third hour of today continues right after this. All right. Are we going to hear the Olympics music? I thought we were going to hear the Olympics music. I guess we're not. For it. Okay, because uh, the Winter Olympics in Beijing, just 100 days away. And this morning, we're joined by an electrifying athlete, three-time Olympic gold medalist in snowboarding, Sean White. Mr. White took uh, the top spot three years ago in Pyeongchang, South Korea. He is currently training to defend his crown. And this morning, he joins us live from the Swiss Alps. And, Sean, I heard it was quite the feat to actually get to this location. How, what did it take? Yeah. Yeah. You have to take two gondolas and then a train to wow. get to the top of this, this uh, glacier here. Come on, take a look. See. Take you with me. Wow. Oh, yes. Cool. There's a half pipe look right behind that. me. Oh, my gosh. That's cool. Oh, amazing, huh? It's so good to be Sean. Are you freezing? Is it really, it's really cold? Bad. No. Uh, it's a little chilly. It's a little chilly. Chilly. So here we are, Sean, another 100 days out from another Olympics run. How, how are we feeling as you try to make your fifth team? I know. How wild is that? Five times. Goodness. Um, I'm excited. I mean, uh, you played footage from the last Olympics. I mean, that was just such a defining moment for me in my career. And now I feel like I'm in this sort of bonus area where I'm going for a fifth and things just feel great. And um, like I said, I'm here in Switzerland training, working on new tricks, um, and I'm more motivated than ever. So you, it's really good. You call it a bonus area. I kind of feel like if you're in the bonus area, you should have some seniority. You know, you've got three gold medals. <laughs> so do you still have to qualify? Seriously, what does that journey look I like? I do. I, I do. Yeah. You know, it, it keeps me on my toes, you know, and um, so around December will be uh, some of the qualifying events. And uh, they did one last season, though, 
and I managed to uh, get first out of the Americans at, at that event. So I have kind of a shoe-in to make the team, mm-hmm. so to speak. Uh, but yeah, come December, tune in and uh, check it out because I'll be uh, I'll be battling. Nice. <laughs> so you're in Switzerland yeah. now training. You couldn't travel for a long time. What what does mm-hmm. Sean White's training regimen look like today than it did when you first started? You know, it, with the Olympics. Yeah, I mean, goodness, my first Olympics, I was I was 19. I'm I'm 35 now. Uh, oof. <laughs> no, I, I think it's <laughs> I think it's great. You know, honestly, I'm at a place in my career where I'm just so focused on what I need that that, uh, you know, my practice is really regimented. I don't show up all day and, you know, mess around. I show up for that like power window of, of practice time. And um, and I, I, I will be honest, I need a couple more days rest. than uh, I used to <laughs> I took a bad crash uh, a couple of days ago. You can check it out on my Instagram. That's how I got this uh, oh. nice fat lip. <laughs> but but um, you know, it, it's uh, it's how it goes, and um, yeah, I mean, wow. excited about it. I mean, since you brought it up, you know, <laughs> thirty-five years old, and apparently mm-hmm. in Olympic years, that is considered oldish. I mean, what's yeah, it, yeah. What does it feel like going up against guys now who are are quite literally almost half your age? You know, it was a trip. I think it was around the last Olympics. I I remember hearing the announcers going on, dropping in the oldest competitor, Sean White. Like, <laughs> <laughs> forever, I've been the youngest competitor. So um, so that was a big change. Um, I kind of wear it proudly now, though. You know, mm-hmm. you've got amazing athletes like Tom Brady and, um, you, you know, sure. th- that are yep. that are getting into their older years and, and still holding it down. So I'm, I'm, I'm feeling good about it. I like the, the inspiration from the others and um, – and it's so exciting for me. I, I was kind of tripping out the other day just thinking about, you know, there's this magic moment when you make the team. You're like, wow, I get to be an Olympian again. Just yeah. to go is so incredible. So um, one step at a time, going to try to make the team and then uh, set the sights on uh, China. I love it. Sean, That's you great. always make us smile. Yeah. I mean, every time we talk <laughs> with you, you're just such a good guy. And this Sean. is a guy, she, hey, age truly you. is just a number, yeah. Sean, because you, you, you make yep. it. And, and you make us all proud. And so, as, as the oldest guy on this Olympic team, yeah, I can tell you, <laughs> yeah. you, just, you, you, you keep the youngins on your toes, my friend. Sean White. Yeah, right. That's the goal. We, <laughs> we will see well, you. Hopefully we'll see you guys and uh, see you all in China. Yeah. No, hopefully, no, hopefully about it. We will see you in Beijing. We know you'll be there. Sounds good. Uh, and again, as Al pointed out, you always make us so proud. So, Oh, and by the way, folks, Thank in case you, you hadn't heard, uh, you can catch... All the action of the Winter Olympics. Al, there's the music. There. All the action starting February 3rd on the networks of NBC. I love it. And Peacock. You need a trumpet with that. All right, up next uh, in our Food for Thought, three young chefs shaking up the food scene because of what you won't find on their menus. And then later, our friend Chassie Post is all about the classics. She's sharing some tried and true products, including a bold look that's perfect for the holiday season. We'll be right back. See you, Sean. We are back with Food for Thought and three chefs embracing a growing food movement. NBC News correspondent Savannah Sellers is always <laughs> on top of the trends. She found out about three new restaurants here in New York City where you won't find meat on the menu. That's right. Not meat, not cheese. They're vegan, wow. actually. Okay. How about Mexican, Italian, and soul food restaurants, all plant-based, all run by women of color, 
all under 30. Mm. As you'll see, these three executive chefs are ready to challenge your taste buds. It's a sisterhood of restaurants with a purpose, run by young women finding inspiration in their own stories. Chef Zyla Cadillo taps into her Mexican heritage to create her cuisine. My restaurant is Etheria. It is a mezcal bar with vegan-inspired Mexican dishes. Chef Shinari Freeman leans into her southern roots for recipes. My restaurant is called Cadence. It is southern soul food, plant-based focus. And Chef Amara Garib, daughter of an Ecuadorian mother and an Egyptian father, gets her inspiration from her father, who operated a pizza parlor. My restaurant is called Soda Club. It's a wine bar and it's plant-based uh, Italian fresh pasta. Did you catch this detail? All three skipped the animal products, but not the flavor. Look, I have to say, when you hear Italian food, when you hear Mexican food, when you hear soul food, I mean, there's a lot of cheese in those, there's a lot of meat in those. I'm Mexican, I grew up with my mom making Mexican food. How is it to make these particular types of food plant-based? For soul food, one thing you have to definitely focus on is the flavor profile. So just playing around with textures a lot, uh, different flavors, cooking techniques. I think the Italian food, you just stick with fresh pasta, you can't go wrong. Mexican people are indigenous people and a lot of our food is from nature and from the gum. So I feel like it easily translated to being vegan. Raise your hand if you're a vegan. Okay, so Amira, <laughs> you're not. What was this process like? I mean, were you like missing the cheese at all on top of a pasta or no? It's really easy to just cover something in cheese and it's delicious. <laughs> and then it tastes good. <laughs> yeah. It was more challenging because I was just trying to find substitutes to make it more traditional, but not traditional at the same time. Yeah. We also have a group chat where one of us will be like, this is a whack cheese, don't use it. Or this <laughs> yeah. is a really good one, you should try it out, <laughs> stuff like that. You're all under 30 and you have the titles of executive chef at restaurants in New York City. I mean, how cool is that? Cool. <laughs> <Same>. <laughs> How's this been to go through together? Better than going alone. <laughs> yeah. That's true. We're able to learn a lot from each other mm. um, and also learn a lot about ourselves, how we cook, and how to run restaurants. Their boss had full faith they could do just that. Ravi Darasi, founder and CEO of Overthrow Hospitality, who owns all the restaurants, decided to give them a shot at starting their own culinary concepts when they were working at the company in different positions. Was it this purposeful decision to give three women of color this opportunity to be executive chefs of New York City restaurants? I think subconsciously intentional, mm. if that makes sense. Mm. They were already in the company and the best suited for these positions. Over 65% of our 300 some odd employees were women and people of color. So we made the very clear decision to put more people of color in places of authority. So as they're hiring, they see through the lens of their selves. Of course, a taste test had to be part of this assignment to see how they stand up to the real thing. First, plant-based Italian from the Soda Club. So where should I start? Definitely with the ravioli. With the ravioli, okay. That's my favorite, yeah. That is amazing. You good? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm having a moment. Next, vegan-inspired Mexican food from Eteria. The mango salsa looks delicious. It is so good. Oh my goodness. And finally, I had to try a dish getting rave reviews. Fried lasagna, a soul food favorite at Cadence. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm blown away. Sign me up. <laughs> I know.
right now, all three women say they come up with these innovative recipes by doing their research, which really just means getting to go out to eat a lot. And they all say they're more focused on the flavor and Mm -hmm. the texture rather than just making sure that it mimics non-vegan food. And I have to say, when I was eating that, it's not like I was eating vegan dishes. I was just eating great food. Yeah, see, I think that's the mistake a lot of people make is like, don't make it like it's like this. Just make it that it it is is. what it is. I agree just Celebrate that. And it happens to be made with some things that you might not be used to eating. I think this is the way of the future. I think you're always on trend. We're all in. There we go. We'll see more of these around the country where you live perhaps too. All right, it's easy to be vegan if there's these great options. You got a plane to catch. Yeah, Yeah, I I do. I know. We'll see if I make it. All right, (laughs) you will. Up next, our friend Chassis Post has some tried and true products to add to your closet, makeup drawer, even your cleaning routine. And then later, podcast host Payne Lindsay is here to share some scary stories with a twist. Ooh, and I was reading some of them, and it turns out they're all true. We'll be right back. <laughs> we are back with an early look at today's episode of Shop All Day over on our streaming channel, Today All Day. And this week is all about the classics, tried and true products. And here with our preview to Shop All Day contributor, Chassie Post. All you got to do is scan the QR code and see her pics. Chassie, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I am so excited about today's episode. You're starting with a blaze this of glory. Is my, yes, this is my love language. Favorites. Yeah. Yes. I mean, Chanel, nobody yeah. looks better in a blazer I than love you. It. I love and it. a blazer in general is one of my favorite fashion finds, Mm -hmm. but the navy blazer. It's the OG. With the gold button. Yes, invented the word classic. And guess what fun tips we're going to talk about on the show today? What? This blazer tracks back to Queen Victoria's Royal Navy, where the legend has it she saw some very good-looking sailors on the HMS blazer, and then thus Ah. the the term was coined. There are other stories about it, too, but what we love about this one Mm -hmm. is Bells and whistles, the buttons. The, How much? Oh, it's $65. And guess That's what? Great. It's essentially a designer dupe. Yeah. We've seen similar styles for $2,400 wow. for major designers. And so flattering. I love it, love it, love it. You can't, you every can't day. beat it. All right, let's yes. talk about concealer. Okay, so the obsession is real with this yeah. one. This yeah. is called the Tarte Shape Tape Concealer. Okay. And they sell... According to the brand, one tube of this every 12 seconds. Wow. Why? Yes. What's There's somebody using a lot of makeup out they there. They sure are. I actually use this. Do you really? Well, for, my, I, yeah, I the, for, for TV, yes. I've got to wear makeup, and i got this under my eyes. And it works. And what people love about it is, you know, it's a, a full coverage, mm-hmm. but for under eye, oh, my gosh. Fans say it's like an instant eye lift. So sign me up. There okay, that's great. For $29, yes, it's cheaper than an eyelid. Right, and 30, it sure is, yeah. and 35 different shades. Wow. So we love this. I don't use this. Okay, but a pop know. of red for the holiday. Well, you guys know I like my red. Oh, yeah. Uh, Chanel, you look great yeah. in red lip, and this is an iconic red lip. It's Thank from you. Revlon, mm-hmm. Cherries in the Snow, and... Oh, my goodness. It's been around since 1953. It's called it's, Cherries in the Snow? It is. Well, that's the wow. title. I know, and it's just as popular today. And this lipstick even made a cameo <laughs> on a very popular TV show that oh. took place in the 50s. And here's what people love about Mrs. it. Mrs. Maisel? Um, I... Perhaps, okay. perhaps, perhaps, okay. but guess what? What? This has been called the universally flattering color. It's a pinky red, and they've called it the one-size-fits-all sweatshirt okay. of, of lipstick. Huh. So that's pretty good. It's $6.99, so you're right, Chanel. If, if people want to get in on that red lip trend. I just think mm-hmm. for a pick-me-up for $6, $7. Right. You go. can't beat it. All right. I love the Yeti. Al, I knew you would love the I, Yeti. I mean, I've left, I, I've had water with ice in it. 
overnight and the ice is still in there the yes. next day. Yes, and so you know why people yes. love this so much. Talk about tried and true. I mean, they have reinvented. I mean, they've made, you know, insulation, mm -hmm. drink carriers an art form. Yep. Wow. And they even have merch, Al. You know, people oh, wear yes. Yeti hats. Yep. And, and I, got, Yeti I, got Yeti, I got a Yeti cooler. Yes. I, mean, I love the Yeti. Everybody loves it. And this them. comes in, in cherry in the snow red. <laughs> Does and just thirty nine dollars for these huge Wait, thirty nine. Yes, and started. And I've got to tell you, the perfect gift, right? Who wouldn't want one of these? Yeah, I love the Yeti. I know. And so, last but not least, mm -hmm. a tried and true steam mop. Now, I was thinking for mm -hmm. Al for Sunday supper. Uh -huh. If if things get on the floor, this is perfect <laughs> for you. It's from Sunday Bissell, mm -hmm. and it's a company that's been around for hundred and forty oh years, still family owned. And what's so cool about it is it cleans with the natural power of steam. So how does it work? Well. So you turn it on, it's steam in there, and uh -huh. the brand says you don't need to use any kind of cleaner or solution, and mm. the power of steam is should kill up to 99.9% .9 of bacteria and germs mm. just with the hot steam. Well, you think of companies that steam your carpet. I mean, exactly. you know what I mean? So now you can do it. It's the same concept. So, I mean, tried and true mm. and terrific, under $100. So all, all possible holiday gifts. Uh, what about the shipping? If you order today, will oh, you, you get this? Oh, you got it. Oh, yeah, it's going to get there. And uh, so I can't wait for everybody to tune in today. we got some fun stuff. All, all right. right. Post. On so that much. note, you can head to today.com to check out Shop All Day. Tried and true streaming. It's today at noon on Today All Day. And just so you know, today works with affiliate partners and earns a commission on purchases made through the links at today.com. Always good to Thank see you, Thank you, Jesse. Thank Thanks you. Thanks so much. Hey, coming up next, forget about scary movies. Podcast host Payne Lindsay here to tell us about some creepy true stories that you'll use the theater of the mind as you listen for this Halloween. Third hour of today will be right back. Ooh. Pandora makes it easy for you to find your favorite music. Discover new artists and genres by selecting any song or album and we'll make you a personalized station for free. Download on the Apple App Store or Google Play and enjoy the soundtrack to your life. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. We are back with a collection of scary stories <laughs> that will send shivers down your spine, sometimes creepy, creepy, often unexplainable, and yet all true. I can't even try to compete with that voice. You can hear them on the podcast, Radio Rental. Each story is told within the fictional world of an 80s video rental store run by an eccentric shopkeeper, run voiced by actor Rain Wilson. It's a good concept. The host and creator of Radio Rental is Payne Lindsay. Good morning to you. Good morning. Guys. Hey, Payne. How I was doing? reading, uh, you know, some of the stories about some of the, the, the episodes. How do you find these stories and how do you know if they're real? Because some of them are so bizarre. So, I mean, I've just literally scoured the internet. Reddit is a popular place. And everyone's like, are these stories real? They are real. And I mean, there's only so much research you can do to verify sure. some of the stories, but I can tell you almost all of them were very nervous about telling their story. They're not wow. like foaming at the mouth to get on the microphone. They, this was a 
sometimes a traumatic thing that mm. happened to them. You know, you, you got Rain Wilson. Everybody knows is Dwight uh, from The Office uh, to do the narration. How did you How did you work out work that out with him? I had this vision for this weird, quirky clerk guy to be playing this sort of like shop of horrors host. Wow! And in my head, I only saw Rain Wilson, <laughs> and I was like, "Well, I don't even have a backup plan if I can't get him." Uh, turns out he was a fan of some of our other podcasts, and I got a meeting with him, and it was just serendipitous because he was working on a character called Terry Carnation that was strangely similar to what I was already envisioning. Wow! So we just kind of took it and said, "Cool." This is part of Terry's story now. Wow. Yeah. Well, to give people at home some perspective is, you know, about some of the episodes, let's talk about one of your favorite. It's called Laura of the Woods. Ooh. Talk about that story and what really stood out to you. I mean, this story is terrifying to me because this kid was playing in the woods with this girl, and then one day she disappeared, and then he goes to the open house where she was at, and he expects to see her there, and he only sees her mother, and he's like, you know, where's Laura? And she's like, he's, uh, the mom's like, well, she passed away years ago. And so he's like, okay, was I playing with a ghost all summer? Then decades later, he goes back to the woods where he uh, played with her. And he saw some of the same things that they were doing, the carving in the tree that they did. And he had this fever dream nights later. And he had this revelation that it was actually the mother dressed up as a little girl playing with him all summer. Ooh. Is that, is that to the me, truth? that's scarier than a, that's no, the truth. But did that, the mom wow. was dressing up as a little girl? Yeah, she wasn't a ghost. She just never existed. It was just oh. a cheap oh. older lady pretending to be oh. a little girl playing with him in the woods. Oh that is freaky. That's a lot. To me, that's scarier than a ghost. That's a lot. <laughs> well, it, it, the great thing when you listen to this, the, I mean, it, it's a throwback in a sense to the 30s and 40s radio dramas. Sure. Sound effects are, are so, like that. <laughs> and then like that. That's really <laughs> yes. cool. What, how, how cool was it getting to play with the theater of sound? I mean, you could make things, in my opinion, a lot more scary because it's, uh, you're using your imagination when you listen to a podcast. You can't see these people. So all these visuals you're kind of putting together in your head. Mm. And so kind of creating that soundscape to me is part of the magic of mm. podcast storytelling, especially with scary stories. And one episode that grabbed my attention, you have Up and Vanished, through which uh, you're investigating the disappearance of an indigenous woman. Mm -hmm. Tell us about that one. So Ashley Loring Heavy Runner went missing in 2017. She's still missing, and I've spent the last year and a half trying to find her. Wow. And I've been out to Montana dozens of times, going back actually on Monday to search. And um, yeah, I mean, we've turned a bunch of stones over. We've found a lot of new information. I'm sure the family appreciates you caring and giving them time and attention. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. And, and you know, you can do so much with the podcasting. They just seem to be getting bigger and bigger, that there's no end in sight. Uh, shameless plug, I've got a podcast, Cooking Up a Storm with Al Roker, coming up. That's what I heard, on Monday, yeah. on Monday, you know, the Thanksgiving. <laughs> but that's not important. I, I digress. You can get on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. That, that said, uh, why do you think podcasts have become so hot now? Mm. I think that we're always moving. We're always traveling. I've I found that most people listen to podcasts either in in their car mm -hmm. uh, while they're working out. And I think it's also a unique experience because you go to the movie theater, it's amazing, and you're usually with like friends or something. But the podcast experience oftentimes is just you and headphones. That's a good point. Yeah. So it's very personalized. So you're this is a there. different kind of experience. It's like you walk away, you learn a little something, you feel something. Right, and you feel like you know the person. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. that's good. Payne Lindsay, thank you so much. Thank you so much for guys. coming in. New episodes of Radio Rental drop every Friday wherever you listen to your podcasts. We'll be right back. 
Tomorrow on the third hour of today, actor Idris Elba is live to fill us in on his action-packed new movie. Can't wait. And coming up on Hoda and Jenna, one of the stars of Annie Live, Harry Connick Jr. is going to be Nice. Here. Don't forget to catch up on anything you missed from this morning's show. Maybe you want to hear of the points, guys. Fantastic travel tips again. Just download the Today podcast, and you can listen to all four hours of today. Well, we hope to see you again tomorrow for our big Halloween reveal. In the meantime, have a great Thursday, everybody. I'm going to go practice. Bye-bye. Pandora makes it easy for you to find your favorite music. Discover new artists and genres by selecting any song or album and we'll make you a personalized station for free. Download on the Apple App Store or Google Play and enjoy the soundtrack to your life.